There. Welcome to LMNOP, the podcast about the best show on television, Elementary. Supergirl. I almost said Scrubs, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the first one I did. Yeah. Yeah. Supergirl is not the best show on television, and I, I know this from the 30 seconds uh, of that I've watched. I thought you were saying some kind of snake TV show. It just, I love snake. Snake. No, because that's what that's what snakes say is. Oh, what's that mean? I don't speak snake. Oh, okay. So you pr- so you probably didn't even say anything there. I was yeah. I was probably or you just said being something super prejudiced, making up sounds. Yeah. I'm your host Val Flight Cub, aka Eight Eggs One Bowl, and I'm your other host Alec, aka Your Clyde or Die. <laughs> Today we are talking about. Season 1, episode 13 of Elementary. The Red Team. The Red Team. It's a big game of flag football. It's 45 minutes of flag football, yeah. yeah. Bill's really good <laughs> at flag football. He, he's he's short, but that makes it easy to, to slip between defenders. Mm-hmm. And you know he's speedy. He just looks like he's a speedy guy. Very aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um... Gregson? Terrible. He's old. Yeah. He's huffing and puffing. Bones are creaking all over the place. I don't know if he's that old. No, he is. Okay. Well, anyway, um, spoilers, that's not what this episode is actually about. Dang it. So this episode opens on where the last episode closed, actually. Oh? So the last episode ended with um, that single note card on the wall that just said Moriarty. Moriarty. Period. (gasps) And now the wall has expanded quite a lot. Yes, now there's like hundreds of index cards that say Moriarty, period, on them. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like a little brick pattern. It's nice. Yeah. It's a Moriarty wall. Um, no, what it actually has is news clippings, uh, things, printouts, I don't even know, pictures of things and places. I, all I noticed was a picture of Napoleon. Mm-hmm. That's all Joan noticed, too, because she was like, what does Napoleon Bonaparte have to do with the person that killed your, the love of your life, Irene Adler? And, and he was like, well, after my fifth day of not sleeping, maybe I was starting to reach. I was reaching a little bit. And uh, Joan says, well, it's Wednesday, because you slept for two days. Um, and Sherlock says, oh, that's why I'm so hungry. <laughs> so he goes to the kitchen and he, he cracks an egg in a bowl, and then he cracks an egg in a bowl, and then he cracks an egg in the bowl, and then he cracks an egg in the bowl, and then he cracks an egg in a bowl, and so on until he has eight eggs in the bowl. And then he fries it, he pours it into his pan. <laughs> he pours it into his pants. And right into his pants, You're yeah. Like, this is where they go. These eggs are going to go straight to my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring eggs into the... I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. I'm going to start pretending to be normal and then say things like, this donut's going to go straight to my hips and then smushing it on my butt. Do you like Do you like your eggs scrambled or sunny side up your butt? <laughs> <laughs> so Sherlock has been suspended because of the whole wanting to murder and torture a guy thing. Oh, what? The police have rules now? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to stab somebody with an ice pick just because you're mad at them. Ah. Is apparently one of them. Sounds lame, but okay. Mm-hmm. 
And so he says, it's good, though, because I get to spend some time on my, my hobby, which is not bees, but it's actually conspiracy theorists. You mean conspiracy theories? He's got a big colony of conspiracy theorists in a hive. <laughs> no, well, yes. Well, they do have hive minds. Mm. So Joan says, wait, your hobby is conspiracy theories? And Sherlock says, no, I like theorists. I think they're funny. It's <laughs> stupid. He's like, conspiracy theories are dumb. There's no way thousands of people can keep a secret. Mm-hmm. But it's... conspiracist theorists. Yeah. Yeah, conspiracist theorists. They're dumb, but fun. <laughs> yes, yes. And he says, um, you ever heard of the conspiracy that the CIA invented crack? And Joan said, yes. And I said, yes. And he said, <laughs> I invented that one. He loves to just mess with them. Um the CIA inventing crack cocaine is one of those conspiracy theories where I'm like, but, but, I mean, did they not, though? Yeah, but you believe we landed on the moon? Yes. You know what happened? What? We overshot the moon and landed on Mars, but nobody was going to believe that, so we just pretended it was the moon. And it was on black and white. Yeah. So it, it was before color. So we couldn't see that it was the orange planet. Mm-hmm. That's what Mars is called, right? The orange planet. The <laughs> orange planet. Yeah. It's fucking red. <laughs> You're so pretentious. Um, <laughs> the orange red. The blood orange The blood planet. orange planet. That's when we invade Mars. <laughs> and have a war with them. Um, so Sherlock has a plan for the day to, uh, go on this website and mess with some conspiracy theorists. He's going to message the like admin or the mod or whatever and be like, did you know that global warming is making it so that the Appalachian foothills will soon be beachfront property and we're moving the capital to Omaha and a bunch of elite people are buying soon to be beachfront property there. Which I don't understand because I thought he was going to spread a, a fake theory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is he wrong? No. Do I believe it? Yes. <laughs> I don't think Omaha is going to be the capital. They have a great zoo. Lots of places have good zoos. I've never been to a better zoo than in, in Omaha, Nebraska. Our bathroom has a good zoo. It's called the, Zo- the Soap Zoo. It's a, where all the soaps are. It's not a zoo. That's just a display. It's all our soap. Yeah, it's a zoo. What is that? What else does zoo mean? The zoo is animals. We're animals looking at the soap. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm beginning to suspect I'm stupid. <laughs> but that's just a theory. Yeah. A conspiracy theory. Mm. So yeah, that's Sherlock's plans for the day. He's going to have some fun. How exciting. And the, apparently the guy's name is Zapruder. Zaprude. Zapruder. He's he's Zaprudiest. <laughs> Then we cut to Joan at therapy, and she's talking about Sherlock. And I thought last episode it was total bullshit. Like, she was just like, oh, he's in, he could relapse any second. Guess I better stick around and learn how to be a detective. Yeah. But she's talking to the therapist, and she says, you know, he's still fragile, and being suspended from the police department is a big disruption of his routine. Mm-hmm. And it's a big, you know, that was a lot of structure that provided to him, that was provided to him. So without that, you know, he's in a more fragile state. And then the therapist is like, but now you're lying to him because your contract is up. So that's a breach of trust. What if he finds out that you've been lying to him and then you're the reason that he le- relapses because you're a, some, like his trust in you is a st- structure that he has relied upon. Oh no, actions have consequences. It's fucked up if true. And Joan is like, well, sh- sh- uh, shut up. <laughs> 
I don't pay you to tell me how to live my life. Yeah. She doesn't appreciate the advice that her therapist is giving her. Yeah. Just tell me I'm doing great. Pat me on the back and send me on my way. Mm-hmm. That's some of the greatest moments in therapy when you're telling your therapist something and they're like, ugh, that sucks. <laughs> or whatever. You make a joke and she laughs. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's why I don't do therapy because that's all it would be is me trying to make my therapist laugh. God, I have issues. It's worth it. You should do it anyway. Let's pretend it's the joking thing and not the health insurance thing and the Byzantine uh, medical system that our country is horribly... Yeah, funny joke. (laughs) Ha ha. He's because you're too much comedian. So Joan gets a text during therapy that says, I am going to this house. Meet me there. And... The therapist is like, is like, hey, so don't burn through your savings just because um, someone who's not your client is potentially still in danger of relapsing. Or if you're going to do it, just admit to yourself it's because you like being a detective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll give you a stipend at that point. So the reason they're at somebody's house is because Sherlock was trying to message Zapruder and he didn't take the bait. So he's like, that was very unlike him to not go along with a new conspiracy theory. So he talked to the other people on the board and they were like, yeah, we haven't heard from this guy since like Sunday. Mm -hmm. So they're at his house. They're inside of his house, which is trespassing. Sherlock says the other people on the message boards think he might be in a NASA prison (laughs) or a black site or something. And Joan is like, do you think that? Sherlock's like, no, NASA doesn't have a prison. On Earth. (laughs) (laughs) But it's very possible that he had a heart attack or fell down the stairs. Right. Like he could just be regular dead from normal things. Yeah, not conspiracy dead. So then they walk into the living room and there he is. Safe and sound. He's dead. Oh. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. He's hanging um, from a... Uh, he, he's ha- he's hanging, and his pants are around his ankles. Yeah. It's an apparent autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. So um, they bring in Belle and everybody, and Belle is like, okay, so why did you bring us down here for an autoerotic asphyxiation? Autoerotic asphyxiation. And Sherlock's like, well... We don't know that. That's what it is. Yeah. Until we take that belt off and examine the ligature marks. Mm-hmm. And the belt seems to be the wrong size for the guy. Yeah. And his finger is fractured, so... Hard to jerk off with the broken finger. It's, he basically says that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he would have waited a week to do that. But also just go lefty? Maybe that's why he had, you know, that, that's why he had to go the extra step. Uh-huh. Just because he couldn't use his good hand. Yeah. The the lefty is such a handicap that you got to add a whole bunch of extras on. Mm-hmm. Like the potential of death. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Whenever I masturbate with my left hand, I let a tire into the room. <laughs> uh, and I don't have a left hand. Thanks to the tiger. <laughs> Um, so Bella's like, okay, thanks for the tip, but like you're suspended, so you should go home. And Sherlock is like, okay, we will. Right after we grab all this evidence and look at it. So they grab all the evidence. <laughs> so, so the evidence includes um, his notes, notes and stuff, and he's got all these binders of conspiracies. Mm. And also, who's there? Clyde. Clyde. The turtle. He's a turtle. He's a little baby turtle. Yeah, he's very small. Yeah, he's like the like the. He would fit in your hands. He's like a box turtle size. Yeah. I, I mean, it depends on the box. It's a small box. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. it's not like a, you know, flat screen TV box turtle. <laughs> That's true. It's not like a box car. Yeah. Box turtle hook door. So, um, 
So Joan says, you know, we should take these binders that he has all of his conspiracy theories in. And Sherlock is like, well, they're all just random. Like, n- none of them make sense or c- are plausible, but okay, fine. Um, and then when they, they take the binders and when they go to take Clyde. Because this, this is really sweet. They take Clyde. Mm-hmm. Because he would die otherwise. Yes, he would. Except Sherlock says that he takes Clyde. For soup. <laughs> to turn him into turtle soup. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But wh- when he's looking into Clyde's tank, he sees a bunch of rocks, and one of them is bigger and more jagged than the rest. Very fake looking. Yeah. And so he picks that bad boy up and uh, opens it up, and inside is a little listening device. That's not the kind of bug you're supposed to put in a tortoise's cage. Yeah. Also, so, I don't think tortoises eat bugs. Well, it just gets me wondering, what is Clyde up to? Mm-hmm. And who's watching him? Yeah, Clyde's part of a family. Oh. If you know what I mean. I want that guy to take a long walk off a, lo- a short pier. But it's ex- it's long because it takes him a long time because he's a tortoise. <laughs> you know? He's part of the Testudo family. Ah, the Testudo. Testudos. Got a long history with yeah. the testudos. Testudo. What is that? That's the uh, scientific familia name for a tortoise. Ah. But it's also the name of the familia. Hey, you mess with the testudo, you mess with all the testudos. Yeah. That's my that's my sister. Huh? Huh? No, not that one. Um, You come to me on the day of my lettuce, head of lettuce eating. <laughs> <laughs> Tortoises don't have like weddings and stuff. I'll make him a shell he can't refuse. <laughs> um, the you know that picture of the tortoise, the like 140 year old tortoise with her five day old child as her hat. Yeah, it's the head of the family now. <laughs> it's the head of the lettuce of the family. Head of the lettuce of the family. Um, so yeah, Clyde has been bugged apparently. Um, so they take that home too, of course. And they're looking at it. Well, actually, Sherlock just, like, crunches it up with a shoe. He just, like, looks at it for, like, a second. And then he's just like, crunch, 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 crunch. Just beats the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jonah's like, why did you do that? He's like, I just wanted to fuck with whoever was listening. (laughs) (laughs) So some guy in a warehouse just, like, throws off his headphones. He's like, ah, god damn. Yeah, all the the feedback and shit. Um. And because he he knows already that it's a government created bug, it's a it's a specific brand that is not available to be bought by civilians. Oh yeah 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 yes. So they've got to look into why. Maybe you know maybe Clyde was up to something. Yeah. Or maybe his owner, his roommate, you could say, was onto one of the conspiracy theories. Maybe the, one of them was real. NASA moon base prison. And NASA people. <laughs> So, uh, there, there's one that's not completely bogus sounding. And one conspiracy theory. One conspiracy theory that's not completely... That isn't completely Looney Tunes. Ironically, it's about Looney Tunes. Just kidding. Oh, okay. It's about who framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> um, so, the army, it's about an army game. And they do this game every year with the red team and the blue team, where they do a drill... Uh, where the red team pretends to be bad guys who hate America and they plan an attack on American soil. And then the blue team is the, you know, good guys, quote unquote. Yeah, the post office workers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to stop it. 
And every year they publish the results in this journal, except for in 2009. What happened in 2009? We don't know because the results were classified immediately and never put anywhere. Ooh. Maybe because the blue team didn't win that year. Well, well, I don't, I don't think. I'm sure the blue team sometimes loses because they just don't have good people. However, I mean, it's a war game. Uh People are watching the game and then like people that aren't playing the game are watching. Mm -hmm. And if red team comes up with something that even they can't Mm. figure out a way to stop. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So the theory is the red team found a flaw in in national security that's like horrible and can't be resolved. It's like it, they they found the coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like that movie that you said about said where the, the director got inter- got interrogated because it was like such a good oh yeah, bank heist. yeah. it's like it's pretend but also is it? <laughs> so um, oh it was it was a drill to test military response to sleeper cells. Um, <gasps> it was the my pillow guy. <laughs> That's what the pillows are made of, is ah. those cells. So there's one member of the red team that is one one person that's a purported member of the red team that's been that's been killed. Yes, because um Sephora or whatever uh conspiracy theories guy name is. The Pruder. Yeah. Uh Mr. Prude, uh, he he's been doing research into it and and he thinks he he found out some of the the members of the team. He thinks he found one. Right. Who's dead. And he's dead. Yeah. And a parent mugging. But you know, who carries a mug these days? No. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was this expert in counterinsurgents. So Sherlock is telling Joan this whole theory and he's, he's, you know, showing all the evidence that he's got. And Joan is like, and what's the lettuce for? And Sherlock's like, oh, thanks for reminding me. And he opens up a little drawer in the desk and there's Clyde. There's Clyde. Just, hello. Just being a turtle. And he just very, the same way that like that guy like puts the salt on that meat in the, you know, that meme. Oh yeah. The, the sprinkling. The sprinkle, yeah. He kind of like Emerald, like bam, throws the lettuce. Less. We're doing a bad job of explaining it. Maybe you should watch the episode to mm-hmm. see what I mean. It's very funny, and it's funny to see Clyde in a little um, drawer. Yeah, it's cute. Animals in drawers are always pretty funny. All right, get in, Bolto. <laughs> we don't have a big enough crate or big enough anything. <laughs> To put him in. I, I do kind of, when it's like a cat, it's like funny, but then I'm like, I hope you never close that drawer again. Mm. Because when they, you know, it, it's always a funny video of like opening the drawer, like surprise, there's a kitten in there. But then I'm like, you're not leaving the kitten in the drawer with the door closed, with the drawer closed, right? Like. I mean, not for multiple days. God. <laughs> Ugh. So anyway, now we move on. Joan is talking to Captain at the, um. Police office. State station. <laughs> police office. Yeah, she's at his police office, and she's like, listen, Sherlock is really sorry. He told me that. I heard him say mm-hmm. it, and... Um, He's really broken up that he almost tortured and killed somebody. Mm-hmm. He feels bad. So what does he have to do to come back? And Captain is like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't give a, a heck. <laughs> he doesn't give two hecks about that. He's not sorry. And Joan is like, what can he, what does he have to do to come back? And Captain is like, nothing. He, he can't. Yeah. Like he. He's like, everybody has thought about uh, taking revenge for for something, Mm -hmm. but nobody that works with me is ever going to act on that. Uh Uh-huh. He says incorrectly. (laughs) There's a lot of revenge in this show. Yeah. But actually, 
the people that do revenge always get in trouble. So he is a man of his word. Mm. Anyway, um, and so Joan gets a text from Sherlock, and Captain's like, oh, is that him saying he's sorry? Uh, and uh, no. It actually does say, it says, it says, dearest Watson, I'm sorry that Gregson's being a big stinky poo-poo head. <laughs> sorry you feel that way. <laughs> if, if Sherlock was to apologize through text, it would be like S-R-Y number four. <laughs> T-A-M, like torture and murder attempt. <laughs> or like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, sorry for your feelings. Sorry that you don't like that I'm smarter than you. <laughs> and that you're threatened by my torture plan. So Joan goes to meet up with Sherlock. He is at a long-term care facility in Queens. And um, there's this guy. Now, this guy is being um, cared to by a, a worker at this long-term care facility who their profile I thought, I was like, oh my God, it's Moriarty. Like, as a preview to later when Moriarty is revealed, Moriarty's already involved in the story here. And then they showed a wider shot and it was a totally different person. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, how does this connect? <laughs> it doesn't. So the guy they're going to talk to is this guy, Car Carlo Anio who is a potential red teamer uh, because he is a he has a PhD in civil engineering. He traveled to the city on the days that the game war game was being played. He has early onset rapid affecting uh, Alzheimer's. Mm. So he has like ultra mega right away. Yeah, I mean cuz he's like a young dude. He's like, you know, probably 30, 40s, yeah. 40s. He's 40s. I don't know why I said 30s. Yeah. yeah. Late 30. Late so late 30s that it's into the 40s. <laughs> the 30 teens. <laughs> and nobody in his family has Alzheimer's. Which Joan says is, is weird because almost every case of early onset Alzheimer's ha has a, a family history mm -hmm. of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Just suspicious and suspicious. So they ask Mr. Aneo, um, do you remember, you know, doing this uh, military war game? Do you remember going to college? to get your PhD in civil engineering. Do you remember anything? And he's like, my dad was in Vietnam. Yeah. What were we talking about? And then and then Joan asks him another question and he kind of like spaces out um, and, and she calls his name a couple of times and, and he comes to. Um, and, and so she's like, D does he do that a lot? She asks the, the caretaker and, and, you know, they say, yeah, it, it happens. Um, he just spaces out. He just spaces out. It, it's a it's a symptom of, of Alzheimer's. And, and John's like, I think that might have been a mini seizure. Micro seizure. Yeah. And, and, and caretaker's like, no, I asked the doctor and, and she said that that doesn't happen with this kind of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So. So now we're super sus. Mm-hmm. Because things aren't adding up, and Joan is, and and Joan is pretty sure that that's what happened. Yeah, I love I love this moment. The caretaker walks out, and Sherlock just looks at Joan and goes, "You certain it was a a, a mini seizure, micro seizure? He Sorry. just says seizure. Whatever." So now they're talking to each other in the hallway, and I just like noticed. I don't know this shot like just kind of made me gave me a nice feeling because it's like the hallway is like white and red, and it looks just kind of like pinkish, and Sherlock just looked. Just like, I wasn't, I guess because I'd already seen the episode, I wasn't super paying attention to what they were saying. And I was just like, oh, he like looks cute. And then it cut to Joan and like she also is in the same color hallway, obviously, because <laughs> she's in the same hallway. And I was just like, this just looks nice. But what they're actually talking about is that this guy has been poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently uh, 
domoic acid poisoning can cause micro seizures and lead to all of the symptoms that this guy has. Which makes sense because anything that sounds like demon poisoning can't be good. Yeah. Yeah. He he got some hell weed. Got demon seed. Demon seed. Alien DNA. Right. So Sherlock is like, so the good news is we can test for my theory. And I thought he was going to say demoic poisoning is reversible, but he doesn't no. say anything about that. He's just like, luckily, that means we'll know if I'm right. <laughs> um, so he calls Bell because he's like, this is, t- I mean, two red teamers now, you know, incapacitated one way or the other. Because the idea is, if we get rid of them, uh, if they die, then the secret dies with them. And so this guy with demoic acid poisoning, like, like he doesn't have to be dead, but his memory is gone. Yeah, it's a, you know, more creative way to get rid of the secret. Mm-hmm. So, um... The, the next one's going to wind up being alive, but with no tongue or fingers. <laughs> so Sherlock calls Bell. Um, to say, we figured it out. It's a war game thing. It's whatever. And Bell is like, okay, but we just arrested the guy who killed Zapruder. Uh, <laughs> I like how he answers the phone, though. He's like, we sure are talking a lot for two people that aren't working together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, Bell, he has a crush on you. <laughs> You're going to call him out like that? Um, so they have an arrest. They do. Gary Sullivan. This guy from the chat room who um, killed him kind of in the fit of rage and didn't mean to and felt so bad about it that he came in and confessed. And I was like, wow, who did who got him to confess to this? Like, this sounds so fake, but it's real. He did it. Yeah, it, it is real. And then, like, it's never really mentioned again. No. There, there, there's, like, one comment where Sherlock's like, yeah, someone else may have killed um, Zapruder, but the rest of this stuff is legit and we should look into it. Yeah, we did still stumble upon a conspiracy. I'm still worked up about the fact that Gary killed his conspiracy friend and then roped him up to an autoerotic asphyxiation. And pulled his pants down. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about desecrating a corpse. Jeez. Just just don't. Leave. <laughs> yeah, just just uh, write a, put a post-it note that says, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Sherlock goes- or, or just, you're a conspiracy theorist. Just write, it was the NRA. <laughs> NRA? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Guns do kill people. <laughs> Sincerely, the NRA. So this is really funny. Sherlock goes into the interrogation room where Gary Sullivan is. And he's like, let me get this straight. Neither of you think the moon landing happened. And Gary Sullivan's like, no. The argument is over who faked the, who staged the fake landing. Which and is, I think. Well, I know. It was Stanley Kubrick. Uh-huh. Why do you think that? Okay. Well, I'm not going to engage in a conversation with you if you're going to disrespect me like that. I'm asking because I, I don't know. I just said, I know. And now you're saying, why do you think that? Pfft, I don't need to talk to you. Do your own research. I heard that it was Stanley Kubrick, but he's so uh, committed to th- to his craft that he insisted they do it on site. <laughs> I watched a thing, though, actually, about how um, because the shadows in on the moon man are like fully the the angle is such that they would have needed to get a big light that was like the size of a wall mm-hmm. and they didn't have lights like that in the 50s yeah so or the sixth when did we live? 69 69 nice they didn't have lights like that in the 60s nines so also i know that we did it because um buzz aldrin will punch you in the face if <laughs> you yeah! say we did it. Oh my god. 
Uh, what a hero. One of the first men on the moon. He was the second man on the moon, but he doesn't like to be referred to as the second man on the moon. He likes to be referred to as one of the first men on the moon. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Who was the first one? Neil Armstrong. I have replaced my brain. <laughs> With two potato chips. Mm-hmm. They're mushy now. <laughs> but one of them is barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, I hate barbecue chips. They're fine, but I don't want them as a brain. No, they're not. They're gross. So anyway, so Sherlock is talking to Captain because he's like, okay, so fine. It, it was Gary, but um, Gary who staged the moon landing. And, but <laughs> but that doesn't mean that we didn't stumble across a real conspiracy theorist. A real real conspiracy. Th- a real conspiracy. Not a theory, but a, a fact. Mm. And the captain is like, thank you very much, citizen of New York, for your assistance of the and the tip that led to the arrest of Gary Sullivan. Have a great day and call our helpline if you have any more questions. And Sherlock's like, what are you doing? Why are you talking to me like this? What are you doing? And Captain is like, you're fucking suspended. You're not supposed to be in here. Get the heck out. And Sherlock's like, so now you're punishing me just because I wanted to kill and torture a guy. Yeah, so unfair. So you're being so childish right now. (laughs) So Captain's still pissed at him, obviously. And um, so... He leaves, and now Sherlock and Joan are going to go to a stakeout in the classic stakeout location of car. Car. They're just in a random rental car, which is better than sometimes they break into cars. <laughs> um, and <laughs> this is the best. There is uh, static coming out of the radio. And Joan is like, why are we sitting here listening to static? And he's like, you got to pick the last song. <laughs> So this is my choice. Yeah. Like, this isn't this isn't a song. Static never ends. Yeah. I mean, if he was going to be fair, I mean, listen, if he did chose like three and a half minutes of static, mm-hmm. I think that'd be fair. Yeah. Who knows how long it's been? Yeah. You know, maybe it's more of a um, seven minutes kind of situation. Ooh. You know, what songs are seven minutes? Uh, oh, Led Zeppelin's Hannafin. Stereo. Right and um, uh, Pink Floyd's Hannafin. Oh, this pink plastic classic Pink Floyd song name. Let's say it at the same time. It's somewhere in there. (laughs) (laughs) So Joan says you should tell the captain you're sorry, and Sherlock's like, "Why would I lie, though?" Yeah, he's like, "Captain's a smart boy. He can tell that I'm being insincere." Yeah, (laughs) he's like, "It just sounds like a waste of time for everyone involved." Yeah, and he's like, "If the if they really do want to protect and serve, then the best way to protect and serve the." city would be to let me do my work because I'm a special boy and I'm very good at it and I'm smart or smart I'm smarter than everybody in the room and in the world. He's Sorry, like Joan. he's like people don't like to hear it, but I'm smarter than everyone. Yeah. And Joan's like, you're a, a, a dick. And she he's like, see, you didn't like to hear it. <laughs> so the reason they are on a stakeout is because they are watching Zapruder's house, his apartment. Why would they be doing that though? Because there was a boog in there. Oh, a listening device, which probably means there are more. Mm-hmm. And somebody would want them because they're freaking expensive. Yeah, if nothing else. Yeah, pick them back up. Mm-hmm. So there's this guy who's been parked in front of them for a while. That's a, a cable, quote-unquote cable, uh, van. Mm. And Sherlock's like, obviously he's not installing anything. Um, I don't know why it's obvious that he's not installing anything, but... Yeah, unless it's uh, a pruder own the entire building right yeah he's not like there could be other tenants yeah Sherlock. maybe it's a brown maybe it's a brownstone situation where every door only goes to one apartment mm. whatever so they realize that it's definitely him and they're gonna follow him back to his work and they do 
and he uh, he goes and up an elevator and then disappears into a weirdly empty warehouse office type thing. And they can't just open the door to the office. Uh, So there's this like video camera outside the entrance and Sherlock takes out his little Ziploc baggie of all the bug that he smashed up into little (laughs) pieces and he waves it in front of the camera and the door unlocks and he goes in. And there's fucking nothing. In this office. There are chairs and tables and no decorations, no plants, nothing on said tables nor chairs. Huge empty space as well. Yeah. Um, not very feng shui of them. So. It's very minimalistic of them. Mm-hmm. Minimalism. So this guy comes out and he says, howdy. This is, we're a regular office. We're normal. Well, welcome to the offices of regular business. Yeah. It's been slow. And um, Sherlock says, I'm Sherlock Holmes. I'm a temporarily suspended uh, consultant for the SPIB. Mm-hmm. What? What am I trying to... NYPD. I would have gotten it if you hadn't said it also. Okay. NYPD. And this is Joan Watson, my associate. She keeps me from doing heroin. And who are you? So the whole valet bodyguard thing, that's just out the window, I guess. Well, I loved it because, you know, he... It's just 100% honest here. Because, like, even later, someone... Oh, no, in the... um. When they go to see uh, Camille Cabello in the um, hospital where he has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, the, the the caretaker asks, "Are you said you work with the NYPD?" And and Sherlock's like, "Yeah, most of the time." Most of the time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so Sherlock is like, "Here's everything about us. Yeah. Um, this is my underwear size." We were honest with you, so you yeah. gotta be honest with us. What's your underwear size? Yeah, probably large. And the guy's like, "My name's Bill." I don't wear undies. (laughs) He literally just says, I'm Bill. That's it. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we followed a guy who like was retrieving a bug. So what do you guys do in this supposed so-called office? If that is your real building name. And Bill says, oh, I'm going to have lunch with my sister. She works here. I don't know what they do. No, no. The 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 guy that took the bug goes into the office and Mm -hmm. Sherlock mentions that. Mm -hmm. And Bill says... Oh, his sister works here. That's why he's here. Oh, his sister. Yeah. I thought Bill said my my sister. No. I actually wrote in my notes that Bill says that the guy was Bill's sister's boyfriend and they were going to lunch. And I was just like, huh? Why would he he works with his sister? Yep. You got to make things complicated if you want to make them believable. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people that work in uh, the office that I work at. There are a lot of people with the same last name that are, uh, but most of them, I think, are are father and son or uh, such relations as that. It is weird. I was in an office one time and this guy was like, dad, have you done the transfer to blah, 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 blah? I was like, (laughs) oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's like, um, should we be keeping this professional Mr. Dad? (laughs) So this Bill guy is not giving up anything. And Sherlock's like, I know you're looking into the red team. The red team, whose names are Abinabubanamina, Crabapple Delicious. Grape Red or Green. And Dresden and Walt. And, and Fred Flintstone. And Fred Flintstone. And Bill's like, I've never heard of people before. <laughs> so you should leave. And you can take this bug with you. I've never seen it. I don't know what that is. I didn't say it was a bug. Huh? <laughs> And Joan says, as they're walking away, she goes, okay, either that was a waste of time or I'm going to be audited until I die. (laughs) 
And Sherlock says, well, you know, I wasn't sure who the red team people were. So I listed off all the people that I suspected. And Mr. Bill, so-called Bill, uh, clenched his teeth for some names and not others. A little mentalist action going on. Mm-hmm. So they know. Now he's sure who the m- members of the red team are. And then they get a call from Bell. Who says, yes, we checked a Neo and he was poisoned. So Captain wants you to come in and tell us everything you know. And Sherlock is like, that's going to take a long time. <laughs> I was like, uh, it's about time. <laughs> so next thing we, we see is a guy named Walter McClanahan coming in to the, uh, to the police station. And Sherlock's like, welcome, welcome. Walter McClanahan, systems analyst. Great to see you. Come on into this room. And he looks like... A conspiracy theorist himself. Yeah, he 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 looks. I mean, he he looks like the stereotypical ragged veteran. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, he is a veteran. He is. Yeah. Former. They say what his rank was. I don't remember what it's lieutenant colonel. But yeah, just clearly not a man that uh, uh reintegrated to society well. Mm-hmm. So um, he goes into the room. And there's three other people already sitting at the table, the conference table. And he's like, I don't know who these people are. What's happening? And it's all the other members of the red team. Or the ones that are alive or have their memories. Mm -hmm. And so Sherlock is like, listen, we think you're all in danger. So we need to figure out who's targeting you. Who do you guys think is targeting you? What was your plan? What was your, what happened? And they're all like, um, we can't say. We can't say anything. One guy's like, if we all say, then none of us are, if they can't expel all of us from school. <laughs> and another guy says, no, it's tr- it's treason to even say anything at all. Mm-hmm. We cannot. Um, so they all leave. But one one of them tr- tosses a little piece of paper into the trash can while she leaves. Which I gotta say, I have no idea when she had time to write this. Me neither. Maybe she wrote under her lap. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Because uh, they all leave. And the captain's like, well, we warned them at least. I don't know. They didn't give us anything. Sherlock's like, "Hmm, maybe they did. Let's look in the trash. He pulls out a napkin out of the trash and it says, um, find, code name, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Yesarian. Ooh. Yeah. Yardashian. (laughs) So the... Yim Yardashian. Yim Yardashian. So now they're back at the brownstone and Sherlock is trying to find... Yim Yardashian. Yim Yardashian. And Clyde is upside down on the stack of papers, just looking like an upside down turtle. <laughs> and Joan is like, don't use Clyde as a paperweight. And Sherlock's like, don't call it by name. It'll make the soup taste weird. <laughs> <laughs> I want turtle soup, not Clyde soup. Yeah. So while he was looking for people who... Um, could have participated in this army game at the War College, uh, Sherlock actually found Bill, their friend Bill, a.k.a. actually Todd Clark. And he's been uh, in charge of a couple of, he was in charge of a couple of the war games, and and Sherlock's like, I think we found Yim, Yariasian. Great. That's awesome. That's what the note said. Let's let's go talk to him. Oh, but first, Joan is like, don't you want to know, like, what the plan was? I mean, you live in New York City. That was the target of the game, like... Don't you want to know what impending danger there might be? And Sherlock's and like, like, that's my secret cap. We're always in danger. Death's around every corner, Joan. So if you accept that, you'll be a lot 
more smart and cool. <laughs> so now they want, yeah. So we've, they've figured out Todd Clark is Usarian. Let's go talk to him. Bing bong. It's some agents at the door. Uh-oh. Hi, are you Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. Well, you got to come in because Colonel Clark, Tom Clark, was shot and killed. Oh, shoot. But I was just looking for him. He's dead. Is he okay? Come with us. All right. <laughs> so they're in the same office again, I think. And they're questioning Sherlock. They're like, you talk to him, and then, like, five hours later, he's dead. You think that's a coincidence? And Sherlock's like, no, I don't. I think that whoever I was looking for also found him, and he was next on the list, and there you go. Bingity bongity. (laughs) And then he says, well, do you know about this game? Maybe you did it. Do you guys do it? And they're like, you're a suspect of murder, not us. And he's like, oh, right. I have an alibi. Um, I have a lot of security cameras in my house. <laughs> yeah, but first they threatened him to, 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 to take him to Guantanamo Bay. Did they really? I don't remember that. I mean, it wasn't Guantanamo Bay, but it was somewhere. And he later refers to it as a secret prison. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, and so they, he, he gets the alibi. Uh, and Joan is like, hey... I thought you said you were going to get rid of those. And Sherlock's like, no. Well, that, that's when he's, he's like, yeah, thank goodness I didn't. Otherwise, I'd be in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he wanted to be brought in because then he was going to counter interrogate them. Mm. And he's like, now we know that the people in that office are clueless. They don't know shit about fuck. So it's probably not the uh, the army guys that are killing off the red team. Probably not. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then Sherlock pulls out his taxi whistle. (laughs) And Joan is like, that's not going to work. And Sherlock's like, it's actually the most effective thing. (laughs) Um, And his like cheeks puff out when he blows the whistle. It's so funny. (laughs) And he's like sticking his arm out and a taxi like drives by them. And Joan's like, see, they don't like it. Then she, you know, then she sticks her her hand out and says, Hi, taxi, please. Taxi. And the taxi pulls over and she looks at him like, see what can happen when you act like a normal fucking person? <laughs> I just love how weird he is. Like, he's like, ah, I, I need to hail a taxi. I have a special whistle just for this. <laughs> he's like, I don't, why would I yell when this is louder and more effective? So whistle. Because apparently that's what people used to hail taxis with. But um, who whistles, you know? Who was? Not anyone I want in my taxi. No. So now that they've discovered that Bill is dead, they're like, this is real. He was the handler for the red team. He's dead. Two members of the red team are incapacitated or dead. We got to get the other ones in protective custody. Meow. Right this second. Right now. And Gregson's like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so they send police officers to go pick him up and they are going to... Walt's house, the army vet, and a couple uniformed mm-hmm. officers, and, and the uh, the landlord, and they knock on the door, and there's no answer. They so, call out to him a couple times. No answer. So landlord uh, starts to unlock the door, and we get a shot from the inside. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, because oh. there's a gun pointed at the door with a little laser pointer at the door. So when the door opens... And the laser tripwire. Laser tripwire. Gun goes off. Uh-oh. 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 Spaghettios. Cut to it's okay because it was just rock salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. The captain is like, yeah, they, they got, you know, scraped up pretty bad, but they'll be okay. They're lucky it was just rock salt in those shells. And it's like, they're lucky that that's what happened to them. But, like, it wasn't luck 
that put rock salt in there. It's like, wow, they're pretty lucky that this is in the middle of an episode and not the beginning. That's <laughs> the only time people die in elementary. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever dies that's, in this show. That's true. It's always like someone gets shot and then, oh no, and then they're in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So Captain and Belle are looking at the crime scene, the, you know, booby trapping situation. And Sherlock sends a text that's got a picture of the booby trap and is like, so it seems like Walt's really the suspect now, huh? Um, and they're like, who texted him this? What the heck? And he texts Belle and it's, you know, he, you know, Belle and Captain are trying to have a regular conversation and Belle just keeps getting like, bing, bing, bing in the background. And he's like, oh, I got to just read these texts. And the texts are like, the others are the others safe. We have to find McClanahan because we have to find Walt because, you know, clearly he did it. Are the others safe yet? Have you gotten them into progressive custody? Are they safe? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, never mind. I found him. What? I found Walt. And then Bell, <laughs> uh, Sherlock calls him and Bell picks up immediately. And he's like, how did you find him? And Sherlock's like, I didn't. I just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I just missed you. <laughs> just, just missed you. I knew you'd pick up the phone if I said I had Walt. <laughs> they say, yes, the other two are in, two of the other team members are in protective custody. They are safe. Um, Mr. Dresden is taking a while to get into protective custody, but the other two are there already. And Sherlock's like, okay. I'm going to go talk to him then. Don't expect me at, don't, don't wait up for me at the McClanahan place. And Bill's like, we weren't because you're suspended. <laughs> yeah. We were not waiting for you. We do not want you here. Yeah. Good. Don't come. So they go to um, Mr. Dresden. Mr. Dresden is one of the members of the red team. Um, they go to his house and they ask him about Walt. And he's like, yeah, I was kind of his only friend. Seemed yeah, like. when they uh, when the four of them are in the police office together at the, at the the first time we meet all of them, you know, Walt is very off put by all of this and, and wants to leave, but it's Mister Dresden that's like, let's let's hear them out, mm. and Walt decides to stay. Yeah, and so they're like, okay, so you know, we're talking to you because we think Walt is a suspect, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense, mm. and. They ask him about it, and he says, yeah, you know, the plan that we came up with was disturbing. It affected us all differently. And, like, I went back to church and reconnected with my brother. Walt got more into the, you know, paranoia stuff. And he was always talking about how he wanted to sell the plan. And, haha, if everyone else was dead, the plan would be more expensive. And mm. we'd, you'd get more money for it. So, you know, maybe he finally followed through on his plan to do that. And... Um, they're like, okay, where do you think he is now? You're his only friend. You know, he must have confided in you a little bit. And he's like, yeah, he does have a bunker in New Jersey. And they're like, all right, to New Jersey. And Sherlock calls Belle and he's like, he's in New Jersey. And Belle's like, nah, he's not. He's in the alley. He's on the concrete in front of me. Yeah, so he's dead. And Sherlock goes to that crime scene and um, he was shot and uh, then covered with a blanket. Yeah, because Sherlock notices some aquamarine threads on, on Walt's face or chest. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what's that from? Mm -hmm. It's just like, well, there was a blanket on him when we, when we got him here. Yeah. He's like, huh, that indicates like shame. I've watched a TV show about profilers before. <laughs> so it must be somebody, you know, the, he must have meant something to the killer. Right, which is, which is a little weird because uh, Walt doesn't have any friends. Well, he has one friend. Oh! <gasps> we met. Sherlock's like, we gotta get down to the protective custody hotel right now. Also, they should rename that hotel. <laughs> Joan, by the way, is helping... Joan's not there. Because you know, jo jo Joan stayed with um, Mr. 
Almost, I almost said Mr. Davenport. <laughs> I'm not sure what is that's from. I don't know either. Um, but but yeah, she stays back because his wife has ALS, which is which is why it's taking him so long to get to the hotel because it takes a little while to get, to get ready. Mm-hmm. So so she stayed behind because she's a wonderful angel of a being, and also like she's a medical professional, former medical professional. Yeah, but not all doctors would just stay. They'd be like, okay, good luck. I have other things to do. She also stays because she's a wonderful person. You got a good point. Thank you. Anyway, so now they're in protective custody, the Dresdens. Mm-hmm. They're with this cop, and they're like, oh, um, is there anybody else around? Do you have any family members who will miss you? Or um, just wondering. <laughs> and the cop's like, yeah, you guys are the last people to be here. Um, and he's like, oh, that's great. I'm going to punch you now. In the back of the head and, and he knock does. you out. Yep. And he knocks the cop out, and he ties him up, I think. And then he runs out of his hotel room with a gun, because he's going to shoot the other people in protective custody. Ah. One of them is at the ice machine, and he like goes to shoot her. And a, a cop who's in the parking lot got you know who got tipped off by Sherlock, who figured it out. Mm-hmm. And is like, Mr. Grazer, don't shoot! And so that's one of them saved, at least. But he runs back into his hotel room. And now Sherlock has showed up at the hotel. And Mr. Dresden has taken the cop hostage. Also, when they show him taking the guy hostage, he's like tied up and he's got like zip ties on his hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's also on a pillow on the floor. Yeah, very comfy. He's, he's very considerate of him. Very sweet. So Dresden's demands, his hostage demands um, for releasing the cop. Not money, not a way to escape. It's simply the other members of the red team mm-hmm. deliver to him with a bow. Mm-hmm. In a box, a pizza box. <laughs> With a hole cut out of the pizza box, porn style. Extra sausage. But it's whole, two whole people. Extra, it's extra a, sausage. Yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big pizza. So uh, Sherlock goes to cap- the captain. He's like, "Listen, I know what this guy is thinking. I can, I can get the the man out." And captain's like, "You are suspended, and I'm mad at you." I'm not gonna trust the hand, the the lives of one of my detective to a suspended asshole. Yeah. Exactly. And Sherlock's like, I promise I will not get this guy killed. So he's allowed to go in. And he calls up Dresden and he's like, hi, I'm here. Would you let me in? I'm like texting instead of ringing the doorbell because I'm a millennial. Um, I'm, I'm texting. He says I'm texting on the phone call. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do now. You know, nobody rings the doorbells anymore. <laughs> they just call you to say they're texting. Yes. So <laughs> Mr. Dresden lets him in. And Sherlock's like a cu- a cool cucumber. Yeah. He's like, hey, it's good to see you face to face. You know what you think? You mind if I raid the minibar? NYPD is <laughs> paying. My sober companion probably wouldn't like it. Ha ha. Ooh, he. Ho ho. Ha ha. Ha. And. You got any heroin drinks? <laughs> Jeez. So Sherlock is like, Sherlock knows that Mr. Dresden does not want money. Because shooting people to death surrounded by cops is not the kind of plan that you escape from. Right. And this guy's smart enough to know that. So what is he doing? Why does he want these people? Sherlock says, clearly the plan is not to sell this for money, but just to have it gone. Like you're killing people and incapacitating them so that... I keep saying incapacitating. I just mean removing the part of their memory that... Yeah. So, um... Why are you so certain that the plan would leak? Because, you know, they went two years before anybody died of anything. Yeah. But why, why are you so certain that the plan's going to leak? And, and why are you doing all of this now? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Dresden explains that uh, two years 
after the war game, his wife's ALS started happening. And it's a really horrible degenerative disease. And, you know, people kept coming up to them with offers, with money. Um, And somebody offered him that they would help with his wife's ALS. And he's like, I knew it was a lie, but it was still really tempting. Right. And I I knew that eventually somebody would get it a an offer as tempting as that. And they take it. And they take it. So can't do that. And then um, he says, you know, I'm really, Sherlock, I'm really glad that you came in here to talk to me because now I have two police people and I can kill you and they'll know I'm serious. And Sherlock's like, oh, no, that's not. (laughs) You you don't, you don't have to do that. That wasn't my plan. I didn't want that to happen. But then thinking quickly, he's like, Killing me and the other two red team people wouldn't stop this plan from getting out. This plan is out. You're not the only ones that know about it. I figured it out hours after I got the case. He's like, it was was classified, but that doesn't mean that only three people ever can see it. You know, it's in a memo. People have seen it. People have talked about it. I figured it out. I told a colleague about it. I wrote it down. I changed my AIM sign-off to it. (laughs) I bought a blimp Mm -hmm. and and on the side of it wrote down the plan. Yeah. It's very difficult to see because it's so far away, but it's there. It's there. Nobody reads the classifieds anymore, but it's in there. (laughs) So... It's out. And Dresden's like, wow, huge if true. <laughs> um, so what's the plan? If that's if you actually know it, what is the plan? Uh-oh. And he cocks the gun. He's pointing right at Sherlock's face. Uh. And um, then we cut to Sherlock leaving the room alive. And well. He's totally fine. Not shot. Nope. Not in the face or anywhere. Nope. And Captain is like, how did you do that? And Sherlock's like, well, I used my very large gelatinous brain to form a theory very quickly <laughs> and, and Grace carefully. Is, Grace is like, you guessed? <laughs> <laughs> and Sherlock's like, well, obviously I'd been thinking about it. And I had a few theories and I just picked the most likely one. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Crazy that um, the writers of Elementary uh, just casually told us that if he wanted to, Sherlock could be a domestic terrorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could kill hundreds of thousands of people yeah, really no quickly. Pr- no problem. But I mean, Jane, Joan knows how to kill people with a, a putting something in their IV drip. Mm. You know, we yeah. all have a potential. We follow our dreams and our dreams are murder. Yeah, follow your heart. Hopefully your heart does not tell you to murder people. Yeah. But we're, we all have, a, we're all more powerful than we think. Follow a heart and then stab it. <laughs> <laughs> so Sherlock says, Captain, you know, I think we should talk. And Captain says, I think, shut the fuck up, but you're right. <laughs> and he says, you know, there's this bar, we'll meet there in an hour. Which Sherlock is, this is the second time that Captain has been like, if you want to talk about your sobriety, you can meet me at a bar and we'll hang out. <laughs> Like, no. Um, Can we just go get like a nice bub of tea? <laughs> yeah, big, a big old bub. Bub of tea. A bub of tea. Bub of tea. <laughs> a bub of gum shrimp. <laughs> and so Sherlock meets the captain at the bar. Um, and he's like, Captain, I am sorry that you didn't like my torture plan. And it be like that sometimes. So 
Well, well, he actually starts by saying what you said. He's like, yo, kind of fucked up that you brought me to a bar. Yeah, yeah. And Gregson's like, listen, if I'm going to have this conversation with you, I'm going to have a drink in me. Yeah, like, I actually, it's not about your feelings. It's yeah. about mine. So. Yeah. yeah. And um, so he does this Sherlock apology where he's like, I regret the circumstances that I regret the strain that those circumstances put on the relationship, but I did sign up for them and I was prepared to like go to jail to, for killing this dude. So yeah. like, but I didn't. So stop being a fucking baby yeah. and let me back on the team because I save lives. It was attempted. <laughs> I didn't do it. And captain is like, you are such a baby and yes, you're special. You're a very special boy and you know it. You're the specialist boy in all of Manhattan. <laughs> But I don't like it, and you're kind of a dick all the time. And fine, you can come back to work, but that doesn't mean I'm going to trust you. And it also doesn't mean that I'm not about to punch you. In the belly. In the belly. And he dies. Mm-hmm. He gets up, and he's like, you're back on the team. But first, <laughs> gut punch. Yeah. Sherlock looks like like it really hurt <laughs> oh it's it's good it's great acting because he, he like he's leaned up against the bar and there's just a v- vein on the popping out the side of his head yeah his whole head and, looks like really like yeah swollen up um so they're back at the brownstone and um sherlock says well joan slurp 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 i'm reinstated Slurp, slurp. And Joan is like, what kind? Of- Are you eating soup? Are you eating soup? He's like, yeah, it's nice and tasty. Slurp, 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 slurp. It's so green and yummy. Slurp, slurp. And Clyde's sitting on my lap. <laughs> and he pulls Clyde out from under from under the table on his lap where he was. Puts him on the table. Oh, sorry. Did we did we mention when he fed him the lettuce? He then says to Joan. <laughs> Well, I gotta fatten him up before I, he makes a good soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but lettuce, then he didn't. The lettuce, the famously fattening food. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, he's, I, he's like it's split pea. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna eat him, Joan. These are majestic creatures. Probably gonna outlive both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to point out that Sherlock has a pretty normal size bowl for soup, I would say. Maybe mm. on the small side. But he does have a big old spoon. Because all Sherlock knows is bowl is bowl and spoon is spoon. <laughs> so then Joan is like, okay, so you're going to tell me what happened with Gregson? And Sherlock says, nothing. And Joan says, okay, good night. Bye. That, that's the end. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end. So really, we got some character development between Sherlock and uh, Gregson and some Sherlock and Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> Clyde is such a great character. Um, I mean, he's a pet, but he he has some great appearances. He's pretty funny. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him get bigger. Yeah, because I rem- I remember him being bigger. <laughs> so like him being small now. Yeah, means they either at some point swap him over with a bigger one, or they like he slowly grows you know i wonder if it's like a child actor thing where he is being played by one turtle or a bunch of turtles they absolutely have a bunch of turtles i know <laughs> it would be nice if it was one turtle or like a pair of twin turtles ah. like how like how you have to do with babies yeah <laughs> or Lindsay lohan's right um did you i didn't actually mean Lindsay lohan i meant um mary kate and ashley and Lindsay lohan's and let's do it. So that was our episode. If you um, have any thoughts about it or would like to see videos of Balto doing dog things, such as standing and sniffing, you can go to our Twitter at LMNOPcast. 
um, where we have submitted, a, we've put in a call for questions about conspiracy theories, comments, concerns, questions about conspiracy theories. We've got some questions. Woo! So our first message comes from Roy, friend of the show, at Semper Funny, Benui, who says... One time, the lady I share my desk with at work spent like 20 minutes teaching me about how way in the past, Earth collided with Nibiru and the Anunnaki are our ancestors, or however that whole mess goes. Okay, I stopped listening. Anyway, which characters are descended from god aliens? So, is that a Scientology thing? I don't know. Also, for the record, um, you didn't just ask for questions. You asked for people's favorite conspiracy theories, which is why we got that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What is what is the Nibiru and... Uh, well, it's not real, is what it is. I don't know. So. I read that and I was like, oh, that's great. I didn't understand any of it. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it's, it is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, but most conspiracy theories, I recognize the parts. I just don't recognize the robot you made with those parts. This, I don't know half of the words. <laughs> so which characters are descended from god aliens? Clyde. Um, oh, that was a question at the end. Which of the character? I thought uh, when you read that, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Witches are descended from the moon gods. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which of the characters? I would say um, Angus is probably a skeleton of an alien mm -hmm. with a hard shell. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's it. No, um, um, the, 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 the shoe serial killer, the one that um, killed them and then, and then stole one, one of their shoe. shoes. Yeah, he's, he's definitely descended of the god aliens. And being on Earth and being around lesser people just messed him up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why. Yeah. That's why he had a son. That's why he had a son to try to pass on his god alien DNA. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler for the Previous. episode that you probably already listened to. Yeah. Next question comes from Antigone Progeny at Antigone Progeny, who says, "When I was a high school senior, I did a presentation on how the FBI flooded the market with intentionally bad sci-fi movies in the '60s to discredit and ridicule the notion that extraterrestrial life existed. I did it as a bit at first, but honestly." I don't not believe it. <laughs> also, what roles do you think the characters of Elementary would play if they were in a corny 1960s sci-fi B-movie? Um, I didn't think that you were... I didn't think that this was a joke until you said I did it as a bit. And then I was like, oh, right. No, yeah, that's a bit. <laughs> because I could see it. I could see it like in like 1970 and on, like doing like movies where somebody goes to the moon to be like, see, this is what it would look like if there was a... A fake moon landing. Yeah. But uh, characters... Okay, bad 60s sci-fi B-movie. Are these the ones where, like, aliens visit Earth? Or we go to space? Both. It could be either. I think Belle would be the person that would be like, you're telling me aliens visited Earth? <laughs> uh, I'll believe it when I see it. And then he's like, oh, fuck. They're real. Aliens are real. Mm. Captain Sherlock would is an alien. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock is an alien. Captain Gregson would have... Uh, alien wife. <laughs> um, Joan would be a space scientist. Mm -hmm. And they would be very nebulous what her, like, specialty was. She would just be, like, the scientist. You very rarely see her doing actual science. But it's, like, computers, chemistry, <laughs> space stuff, maps. Computers the size of warehouses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it's sci-fi and it's the 60s, is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's the 60s. Yeah, I like that. 
What else? I bet Sherlock would, if he watched original Star Trek in the 60s, he would be like annoyed at how inaccurate it is. <laughs> you know? And Jonah would be like, you're just supposed to enjoy the outfits and the weirdness. It's not supposed to be good acting or correct planetscapes. Yeah. Sherlock would be like, how do the Tribbles move? <laughs> Um, so those are our questions for the week. Well, uh, question for you. What's, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? My favorite conspiracy theory. I wish I had planned ahead of time. I don't really have one. Do you have well, one? Well, I have one because uh, my ex was a conspiracy nut. And oh. I always treated this like she was joking. Unfortunately, I don't think she was. Mm. She doesn't fully or at all believe that dinosaurs existed no oh yeah. my god yeah she's like it just doesn't make sense why was it why wouldn't it make sense I'm like what do you how does it what? what she's like just she's like big lizards walking around yeah i don't buy it oh my god oh my god what's not to believe they were big because there was more oxygen in the air okay, I, that, that does sound <laughs> But yeah, that was that was the moment I knew. So I gotta break up with this person. So twenty months later, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you coward! <laughs> I was just like, maybe she's joking. Maybe she's joking. Maybe she's joking. It's like when people are like really into astrology. Like no shit to those people, but I'm always like, do you really think? Do you really believe this? You don't, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm just like that because I'm a Leo. Hey, you know? I, you know, my horoscope said that I was going to have a lot of different feelings about a lot of different people today. And that's been true. Wow. Yeah. Can't believe you're thinking and feeling about other people when I'm right here. Sorry. We'll talk about this in couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Anyway, my favorite conspiracy theory. So I, this is not, I, I don't believe in the conspiracy theory that like Bush did 9-11. Uh-huh. But I do have a funny 9-11 was an inside job story. Okay. Which is that um, I was in a poli-sci class. I was, I mean, I was in a lot of poli-sci classes because I majored in political science. Uh-huh. But um, freshman year, I was in this class or sophomore, no, whatever. It doesn't matter what year it was. Um, but I was in this class where people were talking about something. I don't remember. I don't remember how it came up. But what I was, so what I was trying to say was that... It's not that September, 11, like, it's not that the attacks on 9-11 were pre-planned by the American government, but they were, the the fallout from that was manipulated to just be whatever the government, like, kind of wanted to do anyway, or what? like, the Bush administration wanted to do anyway. Yeah, right? Um, but we went to war with the people that did it. We, we uh-huh. fought Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh that um so much uh so that's what i was trying to say yeah but what i said was i'm not saying that 9-11 was an inside job but it was very politically convenient and people <laughs> people in the class were like uh <laughs> i was like i said i'm not saying that <laughs> uh, so um yeah that would be i i did I did know somebody I, I when I went when I did my study abroad I knew a British guy who was like I watched a video about it I watched a, a documentary about it that was very convincing 
<laughs> if you look at the way that that tower fell, it looked like a pre-planned destruction. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. It's it's almost as if the the architecture, wow, the architect, rather, um, knew that he was building a building surrounded by a bunch of other buildings. So the building was designed to collapse on itself in case anything ever happens hmm. and not be a domino. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Strange. Also, you can just show footage of whatever you want and say that it's from that. <laughs> you know? Here is a picture of me squeezing my fat butt. And here's a picture of the tower right before it got hit. Looks kind of a lot like me squeezing my fat butt, don't you think? Yeah, it's the same picture. What is <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, now that we have enriched your your minds. Bush did fat butt. Mm-hmm. He wishes. <laughs> That's the end of our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Noispace.xyz for hosting us. Thank you to Noah Geist for our intro song, Summer Geist for our pod art. You, the listener, for listening and for mailing us a check for $5,000. Appreciate it. You know where to send it. It's going all to Reese's Puffs. Oh, yum. And I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub. And you can also find me just chilling in our Discord server, which is our pinned tweet. You can join the Discord server. Come join our discussion. Tell us more about your conspiracy theories. Alec, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me by locking yourself in the closet and screaming. Great. Thanks so much for listening. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye.